Hey everyone, this is Ryan Guy, and you're listening to Convos with the Collective, the Denver Women's Sports Collective podcast from the DNVR studio in downtown Denver. All right, episode one, finally, we made it, and what a better way to kick off our first episode with the one and only Aaron Lewis. The president of DWSC. Here I am. I <laughs> and, my glory. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and she also works for Cronky Sports and Entertainment here in Denver as well. So listen to this. She has spent 11 seasons in four different professional sports. Baseball. Making me feel old. Basketball. <laughs> football and hockey. And in various places around the country. So without a doubt, Erin has quite an impressive resume um, and career within the sports industry and even found some time to create this lovely community that we have here at Denver Women's Sports Collective. Um, So our theme today we're going to be talking about is women empowerment. And I I would love to know what your (laughs) opinion is on women empowerment. What does that mean to you? Yeah. So anyone that knows me knows my, well, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. Jacqueline Johnson, she's the founder of Create and Cultivate. So those of you marketers out there, um, if you don't follow her already, definitely do. Got to give her um, all the credit to this. But her motto is collaborate, don't compete. And that's really what it's about. I mean, when you're looking at other women in any industry, in any opportunity, there's so many opportunities or instincts to shoot people down, right? Especially the tendency as female is to shoot other people down sometimes. And I think... Experienced that before, right? And to be cognizant of like what that means is to be able to collaborate with people and not make it a competition is really what I kind of live by. So when it comes to women empowerment, that's one hundred percent my my motto. I remember the first time you said collaborate, don't compete. Like I was like that. I've never (laughs) heard that before, and that needs to be printed on T-shirts. I I really wish it was mine (laughs) to coin, but I got it. I got it from someone else or another powerful woman who likes to collaborate. You know, so. You gotta gotta appreciate that. Right. Part of what you said is um, like a lot of experiences that we have as women is it's kind of catty in a lot of ways. Yeah. So how do you admire another person's success without like really doubting your own? Like we see all of these people doing so many things with their lives and it's easy. It's so easy to just be hateful. Mm Mm-hmm. How do you admire other people's success without doubting yourself, without right. getting that attitude, like, mm-hmm. why is this that girl have this career? Feeling, yeah, right. instinctual, yeah. You have to look at it as a learning opportunity. Um, you have to look at it as, like, you know, I want the people around me to be ones that make me better. I don't need to be comparing myself to other people. And, again, we're all female. We know that we've been in a situation <laughs> where we compare ourselves to others I'm sure, and again, I won't say that men don't do the same thing, but... In a different way. Right. Very different way. Absolutely. But I think, like, when you look at an opportunity or you look at what someone's doing as more of a learning opportunity as opposed to, wow, I wish that was me, or wow, like, why why couldn't that have been me? I'm always trying to be the person asking, like, how can that be me? How did you do that? Um, That's amazing. Um, That's so impressive. Um, A lot of that had to do with this club, right? Like, I asked women that I knew had started similar organizations, how they had done it. And I was like, you know what, that can totally be me. Um, I'm going to fail. I'm, I'm ready to fail. And I think that when you use it as a learning opportunity, you just look around and ask for help as opposed to just being spiteful or 
putting on the pouty face, I right. like to call it. <laughs> where do you where do you get that way that you take situations and yeah. you have such a great mindset about things? And not it's that not natural. Yeah. Definitely yeah. not. I think it took a lot of practice. I'm never gonna admit that I'm first to to come to the board with all kinds of confidence, right? Like uh, I think any female, any person, you have to build up a sense of confidence in your own abilities. I think, um, like I know we'll talk a little bit later about strong women in my career that have built me up and given me opportunities and confidence and believed in me when I didn't believe in myself. I think that um, a lot of it just comes from not, I want to say this in the right way, not giving up on yourself, but also just not... I mean, I doubting yourself. Yeah, right? I, like I think that there's so many times that you can be like, "Oh, can I really do this?" Or mm-hmm. I think I, I would hope, and I want to come off in the club and being that have never come across my mind that I never thought I wouldn't be able to do it. And I think even some of the ladies in this room looking at us now would probably shake their heads because I probably asked them to do things and they're like, "Yeah, unrealistic." But it's <laughs> like I almost like I want them to teach me and I want them to tell me and I want us to learn together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of it's not a not care what people think, right? Because we all want to make sure we're holding ourselves in a presentable and respectable manner. Absolutely. But we also want to make sure that um, we're still going out and, and go-getters and we're doing what we need to be doing. You know, See, what you kind of said, I relate with so much, even sitting here right now, imposter syndrome. Yep. Huge thing for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't even understand what that was yep. until Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez yeah. said that. Yeah. And I was like... Oh wow, I've suffered from that my entire life right. and just didn't know mm-hmm. what, what it was, it was. called. Mm-hmm. Do you ever feel like that yourself? Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be it wouldn't be accurate if I said I was confident and and self-assuring all the time, right? Like that would just be fake and mm-hmm. not authentic whatsoever, but I think that um, just knowing that I have a great group of people around me and that I surround myself with the best people, like uh, my home life, my work life, my DWSC life, like all these people that can support me, as long as you surround yourself with the right people, like that, will, you'll find yourself in that situation right. less than not, right? You've done such an amazing job at like Thank creating you. a community that is so accepting. And like I've said before, like I've had so many experiences in my life where mm-hmm. I've been around the catty females mm-hmm. and it's so common and I just expect that from right. women organizations. Yeah. But from day one, since the first event that I ever came to, I just sat down at a table and started talking to Nikki Glass, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And she was so amazing. Like, just like I was like, I've met her for, I don't know, I've met her. Like, I've known her forever. And And that's been like my biggest thing, too, is my personal brand people know that's how I am and they want to associate that way and I think I try to hold myself to a standard of like I have a zero tolerance for anything other than supporting the other women around you so I think people know and I think people on the board too can even say like if if I I wouldn't I don't want to say catch them doing that I will call them out or I'll say you know like we don't we don't need to say that or we need to do that I mean none of the girls in our club have done that Mm -hmm. but I'm saying I think people 
know that I'll hold them accountable and that that's not something that we're going to tolerate here. Like we're all here to support each other and that it, you need to be on board with that or this isn't the place that's for that, you. That Northeasterner in you. I know. That might be the, yes. that, yeah, that might be the Northeasterner. <laughs> yeah, the Bostonian just came out. It's like, we don't have time for that. Oh, I know when it comes out. You know, Jersey girl here. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> we understand yeah. when we're getting called out, it's, yeah. it just is what it is. Sometimes that has to happen. Yep. Um, so... To you, what defines some someone who's empowered? Yeah. A woman who is empowered. What is that to you? Yeah, I think it's a woman who's confident. I think it's a woman who um, knows what she wants. And I think it's a woman that's there to uplift other people mm-hmm. um, because she's secure in what herself. Right. Um, I think that... Again, it's like so cliche, but fake it till you make it, right? Like if you don't feel that way, it's like bringing other women down, as we know, is never going to be the answer, is mm-hmm. never going to be the supportive response. So mm-hmm. I think that um, I think that as long as you have those qualities, like that, that makes you an empowered woman in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So like you mentioned earlier, who in your life has empowered you? Yeah. I'm going to give a few industry shout outs absolutely Um, I'm here for it yeah I'm gonna start with Crystal Hogan and she's probably gonna laugh if she ever listens to this but she is the um, VP of ticket sales at the LA Clippers I remember walking into a room my arrogant Boston butt in 2011 at the Padres and this poor girl just could not stand me from a 800 flies in the room like I was arrogant I was not in a place where I am today there's that northeasterner there coming yeah, out yeah <laughs> and she's southern class Georgia and she's like where is this oh, girl from oh no like, the who? culture shock yeah, yeah she was just such a class act and I've learned so much from her um she's just an absolute dream to work with she is an absolute industry just like queen honestly she's not only on a staff of all men right now but she's the only person of color she is just absolutely crushing it um and I just admire everything that she's done throughout her career and she probably doesn't even know how much I look from afar but she I just want to give her the the biggest shout out because she is one that I really um that I really look up to um and that we got our start in sports together so it's almost kind of cool to like see us both progress Mm -hmm. and grow um Amy Saxon Taylor, she's at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. Um, she brought me over to the Buccaneers just because she saw my ethic and my work and my hustle, mm-hmm. you know, and she was just someone who believed in me. And having another woman believe in you, that was kind of my first aha moment where I'm like, wow, like a, a girl? Like it's always these men who have all this, like, this reputation, right, I guess, yeah. in the industry, right? Like, it's usually all guys, and um, and they're the ones that have all the connections, where it was really, Amy really showed me, like, wow, like, there are women who are high up in the sports world that can help me grow. Um, and she was the one who ended up taking me from San Diego to Tampa Bay, which was really awesome. Um, and then now I work on a staff of a majority of women, so Rochelle Allen, uh, Jody Bonas, uh, Gretchen, all at the Avalanche are great people to look up to. Um, all people who have mentored me and I have um, my boss who's a male so I'll give him a shout out as well Aaron Ostrovsky uh, he allies, puts up yes. we got him he's a huge ally um, he told me how proud he was of me for this entire experience and this entire podcast and, and everything and he's just been a true supporter so I just have a lot of women and really great people in my corner and uh, I definitely wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for them. Yeah I definitely related to when you said how it was always men that kind of like guided you it was right? always 
that was who you looked up to and that's what position they held the position that right. you wanted to be. You even, didn't see women. Right. And even for me, like everyone always asks like how I got into sports. I grew up, my grandfather was a major league scout. So I always knew that sports was a job. Mm-hmm. Like I know a lot of people kind of find out sports business is a job like later in their life. Right. Or when they study in college. But I think for me, like I knew sports could be a job and I was like, it's a boy's job. Like a lot yeah. of guys do this. Right. So when I got into it, I kind of knew that that was going to be the MO. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I met a lot of powerful women and I came up with a lot of powerful women, it just, it's incredible. And I think, again, shout out to the Avalanche. My department alone is full of female leaders. Mm-hmm. And it's just a tremendous, tremendous accomplishment, I think, Absolutely. in my eyes. Yeah, I mean, from my personal experience, I, like we were saying, only saw men in my, in, right. I was interning underneath of men that were in very powerful powerful positions um, at local news stations, at the school that I worked at. Sure. Was all, every single person that I worked for was a man. Sure. And so... Which is fine, of course. Absolutely. But at the end of the but day, it's like... Representation have, is absolutely. so important. Sure. So important. Absolutely. And I didn't really see that until I moved to Denver and found Denver Women's Sports Collective. Right. And met all of these women and it was really like the conversation that I had with Christina Mooney that just like skyrocketed my hope for working in the industry. And that makes me so happy that you say that because that's exactly what my vision was for starting this group is providing opportunity because um, I was part of a similar group when I was in Boston with the Celtics and it was just such a pivotal part of my career that when I came out here and there wasn't anything like it I just knew like how much value it would bring to the city and to the women who worked in sports and events and marketing. And now hearing you say that and that you got that exact mm-hmm. same value is like such a full circle moment. It makes me so happy. <laughs> don't, don't cry. I no, see those not. tears coming. I see them. Do not. Oh, gosh. Um, but I, I mean, I couldn't say it enough just how much hope that I got from just going to that event. Like it was literally my last straw within the sports industry yeah. I came into that and was like if this doesn't work for me like sports well, isn't I think my thing too, like it being episode one I'm gonna flip the mic back on you like tell the story of like the opportunity like what this podcast like means to you and kind of how it began yeah, I right? mean like, so I got my degree in sports broadcast journalism I did the whole sports reporting thing mm-hmm. um sideline reporting did all of that in college And I just really felt unfulfilled. Um, I had the same conversation with everyone while I was sports reporting, just like, oh, how do you feel after the big win? And it was like, oh, we worked really hard all week in practice and just came out the better team at the end of the day. And I'm just like, great, that's the same thing that everyone else says. Yeah. Awesome. And so I love having conversations with people when you get to sit down and actually, like, get to know them mm-hmm. and hear their opinions, like, yeah. hear how they were brought up, right. like, why they're doing this. Mm-hmm. That, to me, was so much more fulfilling than being like, oh, you won. Like, how do you feel now? Yeah. Like, and they're like, I feel good. Like, what? Which is for some people, yeah. but, and like, not for all. Exactly. Yeah. And that was – and that – and so many people like love sports reporting. Sure. I mean, I did that in school. And so I was with a lot of people that, I mean, I studied with a lot of people that love that and still do that. And, mm-hmm. and that's great for them. But for me and my personal journey, it just wasn't enough for me. Yeah. 
And I tried to do the whole podcasting thing, like the closet recording and like <laughs> just shout out to GNPR because we almost ended up recording yeah, in a closet shout out today. GNPR. We got a whole studio making me feel super professional. We feel super fancy now. Yeah. <laughs> Never felt this professional in my life. Right. But there are Same so girl. many so many people that go into this that yeah. just I can't even I'd need a list of names and we'd have to yeah, do a right. podcast like just for, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, again, like when you were at the Broncos event, like we had this networking event, you showed up, you said what you wanted. And my goal is like to give people, mm-hmm. and I'm, again, I'm not going to take credit because I don't even think we got a chance to speak that night, but yeah. like <laughs> to create opportunities for people that want those opportunities. Yeah. I think part of the reason I wanted to create this group too is like, gosh, how many teams in the city of Denver and how many internships and, okay, those internships are gone. So Mm -hmm. now what do you do? Like, I think the people who show the initiative and want the experience deserve a chance to Mm -hmm. have the experience. And it's so funny to hear everyone else's perspective Mm -hmm. of that conversation that Mm -hmm. I had with Christina. Because my... It's like a game of telephone. Yeah. My (laughs) perspective is like, I had a couple glasses of wine. I got a little liquid courage. Like, like, yeah, this is what I want to (laughs) do. And then they were like, okay, you're going to do it. And I was like, oh, uh, you took me seriously. Okay. Um, I'll get on that. You don't tell Christina Mooney an idea. (laughs) You do not. She'll make it happen. (laughs) Anyone out there who wants some support, who needs a mentor, Christina Mooney is definitely your go-to girl. Second that. Um, And she's just absolutely amazing. And I'm making her cry over there. I see you. (laughs) Don't make eye contact. (laughs) But I, I just can't. I mean, all of you. But Christina was the first person that I had the conversation with, and she was the one that spoke to yeah. you and was like, "Hey, I met this girl," like, yeah. and she was like talking nonstop yeah. about and podcasting. Think, like, and- we want people to have the opportunities. Like, we need to create them. It and again, like, it needs to be a better. And I challenge anyone in this industry to create opportunities for people that don't have them. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a huge conversation right now about the unpaid internship and oh yeah, uh, in broadcasting and if it's appropriate or inappropriate and again like I'm not in that space I can't Mm -hmm. say where I stand but we need to make sure that the most qualified people are getting the opportunities that they deserve whether it be with a sports team whether it be with an organization like this whether it be um, just giving people resources and that's going to be like a huge part of what our scholarship program is going to be about it's not just paying for school and paying for um, grad school it's going to be paying if you need funding to move across the country to get a sports job like I gosh I think about when I moved to San Diego I slept on a mattress in the middle of a room and I probably ate rust for six weeks because my mom was like you know you want to move to San Diego and work in the MLB like you're going to figure it out. And I yeah. did. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's like not everyone has that luxury, yeah. you know, like even to have a, enough money to buy a, a dang mattress, mm-hmm. you know, like and I think that we have a we have a lot of visions and a lot of ideas mm-hmm. that I think will create other opportunities such mm-hmm. as this one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I just the whole perspective that I had walking into that event, I'm going to take it back to that event that we had where I had that conversation with Christina, I felt, I'm not even gonna lie, I felt so stupid walking into that (laughs) place because everyone that I met there was like, oh, I work for the Rockies, I work for the Avalanche, I work for whoever, and I'm like, I'm unemployed. Um, But this goes exactly back to the empowerment thing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. to walk into a room full of women who already work in the industry you wanna be in, like, we want it to feel like 
you belong there. Mm -hmm. And that's what the whole goal of this organization is ultimately going to become is that if you're a student, if you're unemployed, you can come, you can meet people, you can mm -hmm. talk. What do you want to do? Let's figure out a way to help you do it. I'm just going to say this for the people out there that have the inner monologues that are very <laughs> negative in their heads because I have that. And during that whole entire event, I was yeah. like, why are you right. here? You, you don't belong here. But you're not here. alone, right? Yeah. Like, we need to let people know, like, these this happens all the time. So Absolutely. It's, the, these type of organizations are meant to be able to give you, mm -hmm. open those doors for you. Like I said, like, imposter syndrome has been a huge thing my mm -hmm. entire life, and I never yep. really understood that yeah. and it wasn't until very recently that mm -hmm. I feel like personally that I've been able to overcome yeah. that like me too coming into I'm 33 this, honey yeah I mean <laughs> girl you young um, but I mean it's just it's just crazy to be sitting in this chair right now and be talking to you and have this whole entire event and I mean, I can't thank you enough. I don't want to turn this into like a you crying event, but we're happy to. Um, it's a perfect testimonial <laughs> to what we want to advertise. We're all about. So, works for me. Right. <laughs> Ever find yourself mindlessly browsing online? It's all fun and games until you see something you actually kind of want. To make sure you're not dreaming, you text your friend a link. What do you think of this jacket? You ask. By the time you hear back, you're on to other things: a product forgotten, a cart abandoned. Until now. Fivo is revolutionizing the way we shop. It's an e-commerce solution for brands to take back their consumers' engagement onto their own domain. Because you deserve that jacket. Fivo believes just as strongly in championing women in the workforce as it does revolutionizing the way we shop. That's why Fivo has partnered with the Denver Women's Sports Collective to provide resources, counsel, and strategic investment toward female professional growth. We at Fivo are proud to support the DWSC in 2021 and beyond. on this a little bit but I kind of want to hear your in-depth opinion about this I want to know like why empower people like why yeah. empower other women yeah. what is that for you I think that a lot of it is again two parts one is that in this industry I recognize there's not enough people making opportunity it's a lot of people telling you it's too competitive telling you uh, it's going to take a while to get a job telling you you know um it, it's it's going to take uh, ho hoops and bounds mm -hmm. and jumping through fire to get into this industry. Right. Which, yeah. again, it's going to be competitive. Yeah, absolutely. But then help me get there, right? There's no one that says, hey, let me help you. Or, hey, mm -hmm. where? Wh how can I grab your hand and at least show you the way, right? Step on um, my shoulders. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that not enough of that is happening in the industry. And for me, that's a huge huge part of my everyday life like even when things are different and we're not in COVID and we're a full-time full-time whatever it is that I do you know <laughs> um, I think that I, I, I take the time any college student that reaches out to me I take the time to speak to them and anyone that wants to know what it is that I do I take the time to speak to them because you know in my eyes they're going to get into the sports industry whether I help them or not. And when they do, I want to be there as someone that they can lean on. Perfect example is a, um, a guy that I mentor just got a job with the soccer team in Kansas City and called me to thank me. And it's like, really, I didn't do anything. It was all you, right? Like, But he's like, no, but you're giving me the advice. You're talking to me. You're, geez, you're giving me the mental hope. And there's not enough of that in the sports industry. It's always the, oh, good luck. Like, 
you know, it, it, yep. no, no one did it for me, so I'm not going to do it for you. Yeah. And I want to break that mold. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think even more so, females in the industry, sports is seen as a male-predominant industry. Absolutely. There's not enough women reaching out their hand. Again, that's changed a lot in the last 11 years I've been in the industry, but there's not enough people reaching out their hand. Every person should be reaching out their hand saying, how can I help? Mm-hmm. How can I? Because that's how we're going to get the best talent, too, mm-hmm. when it comes to people who work in this industry. So I think that um, it's kind of a combination of both, of just breaking down the doors, making this industry not as secluded as it is and making sure again we're getting the best talent because we're opening doors for whoever wants the doors open for them absolutely you've done an amazing job at breaking that barrier I think (laughs) at least in the Denver area for people that know about Denver Women's Sports Collective if you have any interest at all I would highly 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 recommend I know you're our walking billboard now (laughs) (laughs) which is not what I want to be we're going to have to start paying you commission (laughs) on uh, memberships but yeah I'm like ooh Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I'm like this is recorded, so yeah. Write don't it know down. If you Somebody get it in that, ink. <laughs> no, I think that um, everything that this. And again, I got to give a shout out to my board. Like, this was something I just had a vision of creating. I knew I needed help. Like, I knew I wasn't going to be able to be doing it alone. There was no way. And like, Stacy, Aaron, Christina, Cheryl, Allison, Caitlin, Carrie, like, who am I forgetting? I'm looking around, making sure I don't forget anyone. Like, you guys, like, keep me afloat. Like, there's no chance I could have done this alone. So thank you, guys. Had to give you a shout-out on the first episode. Like, it is tear-central back It takes a village. I cannot look over there. It takes a village. I know. I'm like, I cannot look over there. You're going to make me cry. All right. Um, Yeah, it does take a village. You're absolutely right. And like I said before, I would not be anywhere near where I'm at at this point in my life if it weren't for this organization. We're only getting started, baby. I I know. Episode one, we got got at least a year to go. (laughs) We got to line up for a year. Yeah, we recorded that it's weekly episodes. So, you know, we'll see how that goes. Awesome. There we go. (laughs) Off to a good start. (laughs) I hope so. I can only hope. Um, So... I mean, there are so many things that I could just sit here and talk to you about. Um, I would love to pick your brain more about the theme of women empowerment and just what you think other people need to know about women empowerment. And I mean, I feel like there's sort of a stigma around it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's an overused term. Mm -hmm. And... A lot of people, like, just get scared of of women empowerment, the term in general. Yeah, I think that, like you said, I think it is overused. I think that people need to be confident. It comes with, like I said, it comes with confidence within yourself. And it comes with the true feeling of collaborating and not competing. Like, looking and saying, I can truly collaborate with that person, that group, that individual, and not it's not because I want to take down what they're doing or I want to lessen what they're doing. And you have to truly believe that Mm -hmm. if that's. So in your personal experience, like, I mean, I will be very honest. Like there Mm -hmm. are times when I'm like, man, why does this girl have this opportunity? And I don't Mm -hmm. like, how do you overcome that? I mean, I don't think it's about overcoming because we're all human, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're all like, Oh dang. Like I wish that was me. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, it's like, being spiteful or feeling like that 
it, that's not going to give you any fulfillment. It's a, just True. being happy for that person. And again, like I said, mm -hmm. asking questions like, how did you get that opportunity? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm sure you're going to have half a million females because that's how many subscribers this podcast is going to have um, <laughs> that are going to reach out and say, yo, like, Only how did you do that? Yeah, I know. How did you do that? Like, how did you get connected? How did you? And I, I'm and I'll be like, I don't even know how I did yeah, it. Right. I just <laughs> drank a couple of glasses of wine. I'm going to you to be like, listen, like, this is how I did it. This is how I got started. Let me know how I can help mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. Because that's the biggest thing is like, they're reaching out because they're like, I don't even know where to start. We need to be do a better job of helping people start. Now, that being said, I'm not saying help people to be lazy and give right. them the roadmap and give them all the details, but be like, what do I, what can I help you with? What can mm -hmm. I bring to the table? It's not a do for you. It's a do with you. Right. Absolutely. So I think that, um, the better we get at that, then the better women empowerment will hold a stronger meeting. Um, yeah. I think so overall <laughs> part of what we talked about is like asking people questions. Mm -hmm. I'm terrible at that. I'm like, Oh, I can do it by myself. Like, I think that might be a little bit of Jersey girl in me too. Yep. Where it's like, it's I, yeah, I can do this mm -hmm. all on my own. I don't need anybody's yeah. help. Mm -hmm. Like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> what advice would you give to people who like really struggle with just reaching out and asking for that hand? I would say practice. Like it's the more you can ask, the more you can take advice, the more that you can reach out to people and make connections and have genuine, authentic conversations. Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way. I mean, it, it, it's human nature, right? To be defensive and closed off and, and it, the compete rather than yes. collaborate, you know, I'll say it a million times. Bring it back. Right. But I think that once you get a little bit more natural and that's your natural go-to, right? And again, I want to preface that by I'm in, also in sales. So mm -hmm. literally anything can come out of my well, mouth sales these pitch. days. <laughs> this whole thing is her yeah. sales pitch. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, once you get confidence in your own, like, oration abilities, it's just, it's limitless, honestly. Mm -hmm. Like, I would challenge you to find someone who is really high up in the sports industry, like, Perfect example. Yesterday, I spoke with the, one of the first female lawyers, which I introduced right. to you, yeah. and she, I just heard her speaking in a room on Clubhouse, um, and I was like, "All right, I'm gonna DM her and ask her if she wants to be on our podcast." Like, what's the worst that can happen? No, like, I, I feel the same exact way about. So the the, the more Dr. Jen can, Welter, exactly the first female NFL ref right yeah. it's like who like who are we to, but she is she's the perfect example of collaborate don't compete oh my god she had 800 hours in a day she would help every single person that she could I know it because right. it is insane mm -hmm. that I I just had this idea I'm like right. well and I found her on LinkedIn on the, this woman was on the front of Madden mm -hmm. or in the game in the game, NFL in the Madden, game. first Madden. woman in, in right and we're like Oh, will you be on our new podcast that no one's ever heard of? And like, this is such a long shot. I'll just email her like nine forty-five at night. Right. And, but it's about having that confidence, being saying like, "This is my brand. This is what I represent. This is what we have to offer." And having that confidence and coming across and not being afraid of a no. Mm -hmm. That's really what it comes down to. Yeah. Like she could have said no, or she could have ignored you. And what does that mean? I Nothing. I expected that to happen. Right. To be honest, I'm like, she is never well, gonna know, see this I know message. Jen, so I knew yeah. that that wasn't gonna happen. But. Um, like, but it, yeah. might, but it will happen and it, it's going to happen in so many and again like my career I'm 11 years in hopefully 11 years to go and it's like nothing it 
Is that I know it's never going to yeah. stop me. Like, yeah. especially with this, like it was like, let, let's just see what happens. Let's just start it. Let's see how it goes and see what we can do. And, and it's become what it is. So don't be afraid of the no, here. girl. No, I, I agree. I don't think I was ever really afraid of no's. I, yeah. I just personally really struggled with actually reaching out and mm-hmm. asking for help. So yeah. like I said, I was always like, oh, I can do this on my own. Mm-hmm even though I didn't really believe that yeah. <laughs> and it just turned into me not really getting to where I wanted to be within my career right. until I got out of my comfort zone. And we talk about this all the time, but like, and it sounds so repetitive, but like you really, I promise you, promise you, promise you, if you just get out of your comfort zone, 100%. ask for help, you'll find yourself in a place where I'm at right now that just feels so surreal. Mm -hmm. Like this is what I wanted for my life. Mm -hmm. I wanted to have a podcast. I wanted to have a platform. I didn't want to be recording out of my closet. Like (laughs) nobody cares what I have to say when it's like an entertainment podcast. And it's, it was me having to break through that barrier, that mental block for myself to just, put myself out there Mm -hmm. and even that like that sounds very cliche in itself as well but it's it's true it's my truth find topics of uh, books that are focused on that right and it sounds silly to just hear other people's take on it and hear other people's um strategies of overcoming that type of stuff and that I'm a huge reader so people are gonna be like oh my god like just talking about books but like <laughs> I learned so much on a daily basis like limit your tv watching to an hour a day read a chat or if you're addicted to tv and can't do that read a chapter of a book every day like sales books persuasion books uh I mean, I'm a huge Tony Robbins fan. I'm sure people, I love Tony Robbins. Anyone listening to this podcast will be like, yeah, that was coming. But <laughs> I think like any self-motivation, um, uh, I just think any anything like whatever you're struggling with, find a book to, to learn and overcome mm-hmm. that. And I just think like uh, that's one way that you can just like kind of, again, like the impo- how to overcome the imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. how to overcome hearing the no, how to reach out to people like um, – challenge just challenge yourself constantly yeah. challenge yourself absolutely do you have any other advice besides like challenging yourself and putting yourself besides out there? collaborate don't compete yeah, collaborate. should i throw that in <laughs> I, throw it in there as many times as you want um, because i'm just love that get uncomfortable i think is the biggest one collaborate don't compete obviously is my mo um and I say, don't be, uh, don't be afraid to reach out. I think you hit on that. I think mm-hmm. connect with people that can help you and that want to help you and surround yourself with good people. And I think that's what this, this club is all about and this podcast will be all about. And I'm so excited for you and to see where this goes. Thank you so much, Erin. I absolutely appreciate you. You've had such an amazing career yourself. You. And then, you know, made yourself even more of a force to be reckoned with with creating this and we're only getting started like you said and so i mean i appreciate you taking the time of course help me and empower me because you absolutely have and i appreciate you and i hope everyone enjoys episode one baby a listening yep episode (laughs) one is in the books and that's all we have for today Woohoo! thank you aaron anytime girl thank you 
Well, that wraps up this episode of Combos with the Collective. Thank you for joining us for today's combo. If you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot, post it on socials, tell your friends, and catch the show notes on our website at www.denverwsc.com. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to catch each week's episode and follow us on all social platforms at Denver Women's Sports Collective so you don't miss a single combo. The Combo Podcast is hosted, produced, and edited by Ryan Guy. 